You know, I've heard Brother Jim at different times speaking of how happy we should be as Christians we should. Did you know that that uh, joy is a gift from God? I remember when I was in literature work, was one, one evening, I uh, evidently I hadn't had a very good day that day. <laughs> and uh, suddenly I asked the Lord, what's wrong? The Lord had really been blessing me before. And I'll never forget what he said. Give me the scripture. And he said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it was. Every home I went into, it was a totally different reception. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Our message today, angels on assignment. But let's first, let us pray. Father, we thank you for the blessed Holy Spirit. We pray that this Spirit will help us to reflect on our message today. In Jesus' precious name, amen. They called him Emmanuel. Let's go back to the scripture re- reading this morning. Uh, that was Luke one nineteen, And the angel answering said, Unto him I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God. And I was sent to speak, to speak unto thee and to bring thee good tidings. I am Gabriel that stands in the presence of God. What an awesome way to introduce yourself. I believe that angels are the one of the most amazing creatures in this universe. Why do they call them angels? Really, the meaning is really messengers. They are the original extraterrestrial beings, but they do not fly in saucers. They do fly. And all that we can read about the angels in the Bible is that they have involve themselves in heavy in human activities. The Apostle Paul said that in in Hebrews 1.14, are they not ministering spirits sent to minister to those that are heirs of salvation? That's what they do. Angels take care of us. I'm going to say amen on that. And we are not sure about their size. I've, in studying this subject, I went over just about every question you could, could ask. We're not sure about their size, but we do know that when man was first created, he's much larger than he is now. And angels, and we are made a little lower than the angels. So angels would have been as tall as they were at that time, or even taller. We are not sure how strong they are, but we, the Bible says that they excel in strength. Psalms 103.20. And we know that on occasion when Jesus was, uh, the soldiers came to arrest Jesus, that an angel just shrugged his soldiers and they all fell flat on the ground. That's uh, 
that's angels. That's the angels. You know, I'm, I'm so happy today. I'd just like to, to, uh, uh, thank God for the house full we have today. Oh, you don't see them. They're angels. I'm convinced that these empty pews are filled with angels. But we don't know how, how smart they are. But we do know that usually it's angels that explains to, explains to the prophets the deep things of God. The deep things of God. And they reveal the visions unto them. And Daniel 8, uh, 16 is an example of that. Nor is it clear how old the angels are. We know that recorded in the Bible that the last, the earliest recording is in Genesis chapter 16. And, uh, and then also in Revelation 12, 17 says there was war in heaven. There was war in heaven. So that means that before this earth was ever created, there was war in heaven. And that means angels existed before this earth was ever created. When the the angels and God laid the foundation of this earth, the Bible mentions that the, the Old Testament word for angels, when that they sing together, angels sing together. And there is no recorded record of dead angels. There is in Revelation 20 tells us of the time that they will be, they will be, uh, judged and be no long, longer in existence. But we have an idea of what they look like. They had uh, eyes, they had nose, they had ears, they had arms and legs, and we only have a vague ideal of how, of how many angels there are. The, uh, there are two passages in the scripture. One of them is in, in Daniel chapter 7 says there are thousands and thousands and ten thousands of ten thousand angels. Back in the biblical days, and, and evidently millions w- was not used at that time. I don't know when it, millions come into existence, but you will not find millions in the Bible. It was not a word that was in existence at that time. So they used thousands. And if you do a little on your calculator, you look up that number and you'll find that there are hundreds of millions of angels. That gives the same, uh, that gives the same confirmation and, and, uh, I think it's, uh, Revelation 5. Revelation 5 tells us the same thing. We know that angels are amazingly swift. This is what I was really, uh, blessed me, blessed me because the information, I, I just couldn't understand anything being this fast. But they are able to fly at what speed? At the speed of light. The speed of light, that's 186,000 miles per second. 186,000 miles per second. And that would be their slow speed. That would be their slow speed. And you recall in Daniel chapter 9, chapter 9, Daniel begins to pray. 
And you can go back to the Bible. You can read Daniel's prayer for yourself. And that prayer was three minutes. Three minutes. And uh, where was Daniel? Where was uh, Gabriel at? Gabriel was uh, in paradise when that prayer was prayed. And from the beginning of, he said, from the beginning of your prayer, and I was in paradise, and when when he came from, and he came from the area, we we know, and many uh, scholars believe that the area is around Orion. We know in the galaxy of Orion there is a large black hole there, and many believe that Jesus will come from that from that area. Orion is 650 million light years away. And that's the distance it would take for light to travel in one year. And he came in about uh, three minutes. Someone asked, how did he stop? Well, I don't know. That's something we'll have to wait till we get in the eternal kingdom to find out. They uh, they may not come when you when you need them, but there's one thing for sure: they're always on time. They were always on time. Angels are are fast. Evidence is that they travel faster than light. Angels serve God by choice, not by force. There was war in heaven, and some stayed faithful, and some did not. That means there are evil angels and there are godly angels. Can you imagine creatures with that kind of capacity? Capacity? Yes, angels are amazing creatures. Instance in the Bible, the angels in the Bible, we would not cover just a small book. Angels appeared to Abraham. Angels appeared to Hagar, and they and they warned Lot before the before the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Jacob saw angels uh, angels ascending and descending a ladder went into heaven. Angels were involved in helping the early church get it started. Angels seemed to revive revive in the infrastructure of human activities. And they direct, they warn us, they are involved in, in the ministry of Jesus from the time of his birth to, to Calvary. And angels are, are mentioned in Revelation 70 times. 70 times in Revelation. So they are all were wrapped up in end-time events. There will not be anything that will happen in the end-times event that angels are not a part of. Angels disguised as men will be in the councils of the world, seeing that stupid decisions are are not, not made before, before their time. I don't know from what I hear today, I think maybe the angels should speak a little louder, but... I want you to, the, the closest probably I know of a blue law being passed in this, uh, in this country was in Phoenix, Arizona. And it looked like a sure thing. 
the advocate for the blue law, they would come out in the paper that they was having a town meeting about the passing of the blue law. Well, our pastor, the Adventist pastor in Phoenix said, he has to go there. He took the religious liberty with him. And the, the, uh, advocate, the, the attorneys, which was supposed to be one of the best country, attorneys in the country, and he was flawless in his presentation. Unless something was happened, it looked like for sure that the blue law would be passed. The religious leader got up to speak, and suddenly his mouth was full of cotton. He couldn't say anything. And the pastor, he got up to speak, and the very same thing happened to him. And at that time, a well-dressed man in a dark pinstripe suit walked in with a briefcase, and he said, I have something to say. And when he got through, there was no doubt, there was no one in that, in that meeting that was going to vote for a blue law. And I'm sure that the attorney... I spoke before. I don't think his ego was ever the same again. The, pa- the pastor ran down to the religious liberty leader to, to uh, talk to this man, with a, give this wonderful speech, uh, presentation. He wasn't around. Others were looking for him. He could not be found. And there's no doubt. You can check these things out in the Phoenix. Everything I'm telling you that's happened I tell you what, I could take the next two hours just explaining you the ministry of angels and what I know and what has happened through their ministry. Jesus summed it up in, in these words. Take heed in Matthew 18.10, for I say unto thee, despise not the little ones, for they, for I say unto you, that in heaven their angels do always be do always behold the face of my father in heaven from the day from the earliest beginning from the day that glenn trammell broke forth from his mother's womb he had an angel he had an angel there has been an angel with me And there will be with me an angel that will stand at my grave if I I go before Jesus returns. You don't exist without an angel is the point that I'm trying to to get across today. You do not exist without an angel. My angel, dear friends, is standing here beside me this morning. And I have worked really hard. I've worked him hard. And so have you. You've worked your guardian angel hard. The angel assignment is your salvation, is your salvation. And I often thank him for those moments of the low points of my Christian journey that he has said, come on, Glenn, you can make it. Come on, you can make it. And I thank him for the times that he's whispered to me and he said, I know what they said about you, but God loves you, but God loves you. Pick yourself up, and he calls to his to his master. There comes a time he will call to his master. I want to take sure another one. I, like I said, I could take quite a while. There's so many I wanted to share with you, but time does not, uh, I just can't do it. The time is limited. 
in Cincinnati, Ohio, Taft's, uh, Taft's Museum is one of the largest meeting places. There used to be a time when Adventists would hold, well, in my time, when I first come into church, it was five or six weeks. And then it got down to what, three weeks is a long time. And, but you know, at that time, they held an effort for one year. A whole year, an evangelistic effort. But you know how many people, there was four or five churches that came in, that, that came into existence because of their ministry. The ministry was Elder Boothby, where they often called the, the Elder Boothby's meetings. I remember this saint, and there was ever lady, she loved the Lord, and I think she'd rather die than tell something that wasn't true. And she said, Brother Glenn, she said, I, and the, those uh, Boothby meetings, one night, the Lord removed the veils, and he said there were angels all over that place. And they were all over that place. Angels have always been in existence. They are far and they are seen and unseen. I remember, uh, speaking of the size, I remember one of our literature evangelists, he'd had a, many times uh, literature evangelists, they have been, some, maybe there's a, two of them that appeared the night before and made the appointment and one comes back. There wasn't two, in fact, but the, uh, uh, the one who's doing the canvas said, where's your partner? Where's my partner? I don't, didn't have, what do you mean, where's my partner? Where's, he said, the one was with you yesterday. He said, there's no one with me yesterday. Uh, this is, this has happened many a time. I remember one, uh, this one man, it was, he was a literature evangelist and it was in the evening. I guess he'd had a little discouraging day and he talked about he said he, he knocked on the door. He had an appointment that evening, and they said, well, we're just now having our dinner. He said, come back in about an hour and a half, and, and we will uh, we'll be ready at that time. He went off, and he prayed during that time. And he said, Lord, send your biggest angel you have. He sat there, he's sitting there, he's given the canvas, and he said that the couple was listening but very attentively, but suddenly something happened. They both just looked like they were totally bewildered. They were just looking at something beside him. And he said, I turned around and looked. And there was an angel standing beside me at about 15 feet tall. And said, this woman said, did you see that? But this is, this is I could tell you many other stories. But uh, there's coming a day when an angel will say, my father calleth me. My assignment is over. My assignment is over. We have been preserved there for this most important thing. I believe one of the most exciting events in history will be at our graveside when we will meet our angel for the first time. And he will, we will meet our angel Guardian angel, he will introduce himself. He will introduce himself to you. You know, I can't wait to meet mine. I can't wait to meet mine. And we, as well, he will say, 
you know, you really kept me busy. You really kept me busy, but that's all right. That's all right. But that's okay. My name is, and he will introduce himself. And then he will say, let's go up, boy. Let's go up. Again, Father, thank you so much that you loved us so much that you sent us a guardian angel to be with us to help with our plan, your plan of salvation. Father, it's hard for us to understand a love like that. We just pray that you would help us to reflect on that and help us to love you more and appreciate more of everything you've done for us to see that we're in your kingdom. In Jesus' precious name, amen.